From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my honor to have as my guest author Rose Ray and Captain Steve Gilmore, U.S. Navy retired. And the topic of our podcast is the new book, Defend Us in Battle, the true story of U.S. Navy SEAL Michael A. Mansour. Rose, Steve, welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you for taking time out to talk to us about this exciting new book. Uh, Rose, let's start with you. Who is Michael A. Mansour and what's his story? He is an incredible um, young man who uh, joined the U.S. Navy, and he uh, served, he earned to become a U.S. Navy SEAL, and um, he went uh, to BUDS, which is where you become a Navy SEAL through the training tailor, and from there, he went and trained for a year and a half, and he grew up actually in Southern California, right near where Steve is, a little bit north, um, in Anaheim, California. And from there, he went to very, very um, war-torn area um, in Ramadi, Iraq. I see. So what makes his story unusual? He was named after the Archangel St. Michael um, by his wonderful parents, George and Sally. And um, you're going to find out through the course of us sharing his biography that he earned the Medal of Honor, the Silver Star, the Bronze Star, a Purple Heart, and um, he actually gave the ultimate sacrifice of um, his very life when he jumped on a live grenade to save his teammates in Iraq. And it was actually on the day, September 29th, 2006, which happens to be the feast day of St. Michael the Archangel. Wow. What were the circumstances? Crazy, I know. Um, the circumstances around the final mission, or well, what are your circumstances? Well, when he that? jumped on the grenade. Oh, um, yes. So they were on top of the roof providing sounding sniper overwatch for um, military um, army brethren. And once um, they held patrol all that whole day, and about midday a grenade was thrown on top. And Michael, uh, the way the men recounted, he could have jumped a different way, and they all would have, you know, jumped to save themselves. But he knew in those moments that not everyone could jump. Obviously, on a rooftop, you're more contained, um, Taylor. So he instead chose to jump on top of it, shielding the blast. So all of all of his men around him survived, and he died 30 minutes later from his wounds. How many men was he with? He was with three SEAL snipers, Navy SEALs like himself. And I believe there was two Iraqi, um, uh, what is the right word, Steve? Iraqi scouts, I believe we call them. Uh-huh. Correct. They were along uh, on that mission as well. Okay. All right. Well, um, so, and you tell us this story, Rose, in this uh, biography that you have collaborated with uh, Michael A. Mansour's father, George Mansour, uh, called Defend Us in Battle, and that's uh, taken from the St. Michael prayer, right? St. Michael, Defend Us in Battle. It sure is. It's an honor of St. Michael, and um, Steve will be able to speak very, very um, beautifully about the family. But the main reason, Taylor, we did this story was the Monsoor family is fiercely private, always protective of their family. They have living children still, and they don't want the media kind of 
coming into their space. But when I was able to have the pleasure of meeting George through Steve, by the way, which we can go into, but Taylor, he said to me, I had to wait for two years to get a yes from him, which took lots of prayer. But he said to me, my son was so much more than the boy who jumped on the grenade. And that just hit a nerve because... It's true. You know, the world or anyone who knows his story knows him as this heroic young man who jumped on a live grenade. Well, there's so much more. What led to that moment? What formation did he have as a child? What did he, you know, succeed and fail at? Who guided his moral compass? So we were able to dive into all of that, and it was just absolutely profound. I mean, it's really going to inspire a lot of people. And Steve Gilmore joining us from... Uh, San Diego, California. First of all, sir, thank you for your service. Uh, and um, Steve, what is your connection to this story? Great. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Again, uh, before I start, just uh, thank you for uh, sharing this with uh, your service and the military archdiocese. Um, you know, Rose and I, over time, have come to uh, love and respect and have such a uh, passion for the Mansoor family and the Mansoor background. So I appreciate the uh, opportunity to uh, to share. Um, I'm a, uh, a surface warfare officer, not a SEAL, uh, who is assigned, though, to the SEAL community, um, the admiral that at the time wanted to bring in an outsider. So I was a special assistant to the leadership in the SEAL community at the time of uh, Michael's uh, incident or um, uh, operation, and as such, I was uh, very involved in helping with uh, the write-up of the, um, the operation, which then became an award recommendation going up through Navy and DOD channels, and eventually, because of the heroism that Michael displayed, uh, went to the White House for approval of the uh, the Medal of Honor. I see. And um, so what was all involved in, you say, the write-up? You had to submit an application on Michael's behalf for uh, the various awards he received, including the nation's top military honor, the Medal of Honor? That's correct. Uh, um, It was interesting that the recommendation for uh, Michael to receive the Bronze Star uh, was just starting to come through. He had uh, um, rescued, as uh, Rose describes very well in the book, he had rescued a fellow SEAL who was shot in the street, and he went out under a hail of gunfire and pulled um, that individual to safety, bullets skirting all around him. And so we were in the process of um, uh, processing that um, award recommendation, which became a, a Bronze Star with Combat V, when the uh, pretty close to the time of the uh, Medal of Honor action. So, again, typically an award uh, recommendation comes in from the field. It comes to the higher headquarters where I was working. It's processed by a board of individuals who decide uh, at what level the actions uh, should be awarded. Um, In this specific case, uh, uh, Michael diving on the grenade selflessly at his own uh, loss of life, 
it was very straightforward that it would be a Medal of Honor uh, recommendation that would go to um, the Pentagon and then on up to the White House. So let me get this straight. Uh, Michael Mansour uh, had already performed an act of heroism for which he was up for the Bronze Star uh, when he gave up his life for his uh, uh, fellow warriors, his fellow SEALs on that rooftop in Iraq. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow, what character. Um, now, uh, Steve, you were also involved in uh, uh, getting a U.S. Navy warship named after uh, Michael A. Monsoor. Is that correct? It is. Um, the, um, uh, you know, again, because of Michael's heroism, there were many um, posts, uh, buildings, lots of uh different um, naming of uh, Mon Michael Mansour, um, but the Secretary of the Navy, when he processed that award uh, for Michael, he said uh, he felt, this is Dr. Winter, um, Don Winter, who was Secretary of the Navy at the time, and he, he felt that oftentimes we would name ships after heroes who were long gone, you know, Revolutionary War heroes, Civil War heroes, etc. And he wanted today's uh, young sailors to uh, be able to relate to someone who was of their era and their age. And that was when he made the decision that uh, he would like to name DDG-1001 after Michael Monsoor. I'm talking to Captain Steve Gilmore, retired U.S. Navy, and Rose Ray, the co-author of a new book, Defend Us in Battle, the True Story of U.S. Navy SEAL Michael A. Mansour. Rose, uh, when did the book come out? How can we get a copy? It just came out November 8th, uh, right in time in honor of Veterans Day. And um, anyone can get it anywhere books are sold, Walmart, Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, etc. So it came out with HarperCollins. They're a um, nonfiction imprint called Harper Horizon. And the response thus far has been pretty overwhelming. So we're just super excited to, you know, have Americans learn about what this great American gave for them. And, you know, Michael A. Monsoor's story reminds us of John uh, fifteen thirteen. I believe it is. No greater love hath anyone than to lay down one's life for one's friends, correct? So true. And Steve gave a little taste of um, what the former Secretary of the Navy, Dr. Winter, did, which was so providential, I believe, because it's so moving to be able to relate to someone who lived in your lifetime, you know, because you can say, oh, they did all these great things 50, 100 years ago, but that's not what I see now. So for these sailors to be coming up on this ship and, you know, to know about this young man who was 25 and he did something so incredible, so so gallantly, you know. So um, we pulled him to ask him graciously to do the foreword, and he actually highlights that verse, Taylor, and he wrote, wrote a beautiful foreword, being personally involved in the naming of the warship. Now, Rose Ray, this is a topic close to your heart. You're married to a Navy SEAL, correct? I am, I am, and he was one Bud's class behind Michael Montour. 
I see. So um, what was it that inspired you to take the initiative to write this book? Was it your husband or was it the, the Michael A. Monster story? Or uh, how, did, how did you uh, get interested in, in his story? Taylor, well, like do you, you mind can... if I jump in? Rose, do you mind if I step on top of you? Please and do. Offer my... <clears throat> I think it's a wonderful thing, and, and Rose may be uh, a little bit shy about telling it, but um, at the commissioning ceremony of the ship, which is a huge event in the life of a, of a Navy ship, it's when um, the ship comes alive, the Navy takes the ship over, and they become uh, actually part of the fleet. And so at the ceremony that we held for literally thousands of people um, to see this ship come into the fleet, Rose's husband attended as a member of the SEAL community. And when he went home and told Rose the story, not just about the heroics of Michael, but as several of the speakers were able to talk about his story, his faith, his family, Rose was so impressed with that that she sought me out and said, we have to do something about this. So, Rose, over to you. <laughs> so, yeah, she was a total godsend. But, Taylor, I've been in the media, Catholic media, many years, like you have. And I always say, you know, it's not me who finds the story. God always gives the stories to me. And what Steve said was true because... I've been telling stories through my Catholic magazines for years, and when Ryan, my husband, came home with this uh, beautiful book they gave away, so you will know at the commissioning, that tells the ship's sponsor and why it's named after and who is part of it, and it's, it's incredible. I, a bomb literally went off in my heart and was like, you have to tell this story. And I was like, okay, God, but what, where do I go? What do I do? And it's funny enough, um, I, when I took it to prayer, I had a family member, a brother, actually tell me, he said, God will give someone to you. And guess who that someone was, Taylor? Steve Gilmore. Steve Gilmore. Okay. <laughs> Steve, Taylor, he, he was the gatekeeper to the Monsoor family, and they did not like media in any shape or form. They were gracious and wonderful, but they wanted to be left alone. So if I didn't have Steve, and I thought, Taylor, I thought, how am I going to get past this gatekeeper? I just have to get to the Montsoors. Little did I know the gatekeeper was not only Catholic, but he became my biggest advocate. He would, every couple months, he would send them my other book I did, and he would send them an email. Hey, Rose is really good. Rose cares. <laughs> so this would have never been shared with the world, Taylor, without the, the gifts of Steve Gilmore to be advocate on, on my behalf. So, But isn't that so, the community of our faith, our universal Catholic faith? We cannot do anything by ourselves, right? We need assistance. That's right. We uh, we depend on the Lord. Um, now, I just want to clarify that uh, Michael A. Mansour was Catholic. His family is Catholic. Uh, Rose, you, as you pointed out, you're a Catholic author and an editor. Uh, Steve, are you also Catholic? I am. Yeah, I have uh, <clears throat> been blessed with a, a wonderful faith uh, over many years. I see. Now, uh, let's get back to the ship. This is a USS... Uh, the USS Michael A. Mansour, it's a guided missile destroyer. Is that correct? Correct. That's cor correct. It's the second ship in a, what's called the Zumwalt class, a very, very 
uh, modern, um, sophisticated warship that um, because of the uh, sophistication and um, the ability of the ship to, um, to process uh, war uh, and, and defend battle groups, uh, three of the ships were made, and Michael is the second ship in that class. A big ship, a modern ship, and uh, wow, to have a ship named after you, uh, quite an honor. In addition to all the other honors that uh, Michael A. Monsoor uh, achieved in his uh, brief military career, what was his rank, uh, Rose or Steve, either of you? Yeah, uh, Michael was a second-class petty officer, an E-5, a relatively junior uh, individual, um, at the time of his passing, um, then again, after um, the uh, ship was commissioned, the chief petty officer's mess um, voted to make Michael an honorary chief petty officer um, and promoted him and had a ceremony that um, Michael's mother was invited to, which was uh, just a very, very touching uh, testament to him and, uh, and his family. Now, uh, for the benefit, benefit of our listener who may not know, we hear a lot about the SEALs. These are the elite special forces of the U.S. Navy. What does uh, SEAL stand for? Take it away, Steve. <laughs> SEAL is Sea, Air, and Land. The acronym from um, you know the environments in which they operate. Um, you'll also hear us refer to BUDS, which is basic underwater demolition, and that is goes back to the World War II clearance of the obstacles, underwater obstacles in uh, the beaches of Normandy, et cetera. And over the years, the uh, profession or that combat arm has uh, changed and improved and uh, modified um, to a great degree. So SEALs are part of special operations. Uh, all components, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, um, have special operations. And so the SEALs are the... A maritime component of special operations and the special operations component of the Navy. To follow up on what Steve just talked about with the SEALs being the special forces arm of the Navy, you know, because of the media attention and, you know, movies and whatnot, there's this kind of, you know, um, aura, aura or whatever, you know, this, this assumption that they're these superhumans. And don't get me wrong, they do superhuman things, extraordinary things, how they operate. They're very trained. But was so well, beautiful to share with Michael's father, George, we did it as a team, is these incredible stories that made Michael who he was. So you were going to read about when he failed. You're going to read about the boy who never quit, but he did have to quit something, and how that built up his character. But one thing that never, ever ended was his perseverance and his fortitude to keep fighting for what he believed in whether it was fighting bullies or it was standing up for, you know, morality. And then you get to this incredible part, Taylor, where he leans upon, in war-torn Ramadi, your very own of the Archdiocese and the military, Father Paul Halliday. What a man. Such a strong priest. And he was a beacon of light over there when these guys were operating in an insane tempo every single night. 
Well, thanks to Father Halliday, uh, we, we, um, we, we thank the Lord for his service. I'm talking to Rose Ray, co-author of the uh, new book, Defend Us in Battle, The True Story of U.S. Navy SEAL Michael A. Mansour, co-written by uh, 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 Michael A. Mansour's dad, George Mansour, and also on the phone with me, um, Steve Gilmore, a retired U.S. Navy captain who uh, uh, guided uh, Michael Mansour's ship commissioning ceremonies, the uh, guided uh, missile destroyer named after Michael A. Mansour, uh, and also um, uh, shepherded uh, his Medal of Honor uh, application and, and uh, honor of uh, many other honors uh, that uh, Michael won during his, or earned, I should say, during his uh, service. Uh, Steve or Rose, how old was uh, Michael A. Mansour when he died? Go ahead, Steve. Rose, I remember oh, yeah. that he was 25 years old, correct? Yeah, you're totally right. He was 25, Taylor. So young life extinguished uh, through an act of heroism, uh, throwing himself yeah. on a live grenade to save his fellow SEALs on top of a building. Uh, where they were, what, conducting sniper activities in uh, support of a U.S. military operation, correct? Correct. That's correct. And if I can interject here, Taylor, I think it's noteworthy that, you know, Michael came from a family of service. Uh, Michael's father was a uh, United States Marine. His older brother was a Marine. Later, his younger brother became uh, a Marine. His uh, brother was in the police um, services. So they <clears throat> definitely come not only from a family of great, great faith, but also of service. And that's so important in the, not only in the, in the U.S. military, but it's a, an important thing to remember in our lives as Christian. We're called to, uh, to serve, to serve one another. And here we have a story of a man who took that to the, uh, to the end, uh, to, and performed the most what, the ultimate sacrifice uh, for his friends. Rose, uh, tell me a little bit more about the writing of the book. Um, how long did you spend on it? Uh, who did you talk to to uh, gather all these stories about uh, uh, Michael A. Mansour, not only during his time in Iraq when he was killed, but uh, when he was growing up as a boy in his early life experiences? Yeah, that's a great question, Taylor. Once I, um, Steve helped me convince George that this was something we should definitely do. Um, once George gave me the all clear, um, we really jumped in together and, you know, uh, Steve was able to connect us with some people, some of the men Michael served with, and then George was able to tell me along with Sally. Uh, we just spent hours together going through childhood memories and interviewing them about stories about their sweet son. And then he connect, George connected me with his uh, childhood friends. From there, his other military friends he served with in Europe, in Sicily, and finally, his platoon mate, Taylor, who he served with up until the very end. And it was just, it was an incredible process for all of us. I think Steve and I were both a little nervous. You know, we don't want to open up this wound for the, his parents who have been through so much. It had been about 13 years when we began this project since he passed away. And my prayer the whole time was, if God wants this to be, it'll go, Taylor. And just to see the way it became so fruitful, 
the boys trusted me, or the men, I'm sorry, trusted me because I was a fellow SEAL wife. It's not like I was a reporter digging into their space. I was a fellow SEAL wife who, who wanted to honor Michael with his father. So they began to open up and open up, and I actually told the joke was with George. I said, George, they're opening up so much, I have to set up second interviews because <laughs> I, would, I would position Taylor at like an hour, you know, or two hours. I'd have a babysitter for my six children or five at the time, and they just would keep talking. And it was so beautiful because I feel like all of these amazing young men are are my friends and my brothers. I mean, that's just how meaningful every piece of this story just I'm so passionate about because everyone needs to hear this. They need to know how much not just Michael, but all of these guys, they love the United States of America. They love their brothers in arms and they love their lives. That's why they're willing to go into harm's way to protect us. And it's, it's just incredible. And Rose, I, I should... think it's also special, Taylor, that, you know, because uh, Rose was able to share um, the passion and the story and not just about the battlefield actions, you know, to be able to get Michael's teammates to open up uh, is very difficult. This is a community of quiet warriors. You know, the SEAL ethos says, I do not advertise the nature of my work nor seek recognition for my actions. But because Rose was able to express how she was going to bring Michael's story to life, both off on and off the battlefield, uh, I think that's why so many people opened up to her. I see. And just curious to know, Rose, from uh, one reporter to another, uh, did you record all these interviews or, or did you take uh, copious notes? That's a great question, too. As you know, Taylor, I'm like, what am I going to do with all this information? I was very meticulous. Some was note-taking and some was recording. Um, sorry, I didn't voice record. What I did was everything is in writing and they approved everything because I was like, listen, I'm not going to have someone come back and say they didn't say something, right? So uh, copious amounts of notes. And even if I spoke with them on the phone first, Taylor, I would follow up with so many notes to say, you need to say I approve this. So, And then everyone feels good about it. Everyone knows that we're on the same page because, again, these, these gentlemen, some of them are still serving in special forces. Some have just retired. It was as much protection for the Montsor family as it was for each gentlemen they told me what they wanted their names to be they told you know yes or no so yeah it was it was a lot of work but it was so worth it and taylor one thing i have to just throw in there my husband is catholic as well as convert and treasures the faith it was no accident that god asked us ryan being one buds class behind michael was instrumental in assisting once these men shared their incredible stories to bring them to life as far as my husband knew what it's smelled like. He knew what it felt like. He knew what the temperature was or what they called moon dust, this fine dust that covered them in Iraq. You know, so I could go back to these men and say, hey, and even once we wrote it all, uh, I would go back to them and read them their part and make sure they approved it. And they're like, yes, that's it. That's what it felt like. So it was just a really amazing team effort. The title of the book is Defend Us in Battle, The True Story of U.S. Navy SEAL Michael A. Mansour, published by HarperCollins. Correct, Rose? Correct. And uh, Rose Ray uh, talking to us uh, by phone from Covington, Louisiana. Uh, and Steve Gilmore talking to us from San Diego. 
Uh, Rose, the co-author of the new book, which is available, you say, where? Walmart? Is it on Amazon yet? All over Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. Rose Ray, Steve Gilmore, thank both of you for taking your time to talk to me today. Thank you again for sharing the book. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit millarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. Serving those who serve.